Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankst, and today is May 28th, 2020, which means I'm on day 166 of 365 promised episodes that brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. Folks, today I have a B-Day shout-out for someone who I truly care about on an extremely deep level. This person is so special to me, it is difficult to find the words that I would consider worthy of her description. Talia, although we have lost contact over the years, and chances are you will never hear this segment of my show, I hope you have a wonderful birthday with your amazing family, and I want you to know that I am so very proud of you and all of your accomplishments. Make no mistake, even as we drift apart after all these years, your friendship and admiration with me has never been stronger. The memories we have shared are such a positive and inspirational part of the timeline of my life, and it is because you have the biggest heart of anybody I have ever known. Happy birthday, Talia, and I thank you so much for being you. There's a lot to talk about on today's episode, folks, but I got to start off with the looting and the fire setting and the what they call protests, but seems to have turned into rioting in the streets of Minneapolis, Minnesota as a protest to George Floyd's untimely death, having been suffocated at the hands of a white cop putting his knee upon his neck while attempting to handcuff him and hold him until other cops arrive. Now, don't get me wrong here, folks. I 100% do not believe what this police officer did was acceptable. I am not a fan of most cops in most cases, and this has perpetuated my ideals of not enjoying the police force into an even higher state. But I do not and will never agree that This means all white people are racist. That is a crazy way to think. Now, for some reason, when things like this happen, it appears that some people out there who are extremists blame an entire race on the act of one individual. Well, that cannot be and will not be accepted because there are a lot of people out there who do good that are of all different shapes, sizes, colors, genders, everything. You know, there are people out there who are trying to protect the streets of Minneapolis right now and keep their businesses safe. And they're Asian, white, black, they're all sorts of colors. And there's people in the streets of Minneapolis looting, rioting, and even setting fire to an auto zone next to a police precinct, which is not going to solve anything. That does not help the situation in any way. Roaming around the streets with a machete and scaring small business owners will only make this situation worse. There is only one way to come about the change that needs to take place, and that is to approach this in a, in a peaceful manner and demand that the police officers involved in the sad and unfair death of George Floyd, get either 
charged with some kind of crime or have a guarantee that they will never be allowed to be police officers in any state in the U.S. ever again because that's not okay what they did. It's 100% wrong and I do not believe that what they did was in any way acceptable. It is just horrible and it happens all too often, I will agree, but this does not mean that all white people out there are putting their knees on the necks of a black person each day and trying to murder them. I've never done anything like that myself. I don't target any individual in any way in that sense because of a race or a gender or a sexuality or anything like that. And I certainly am not a threatening person and I happen to be a white person. So I gotta say, for those of you out there who have been seriously blaming an entire race for this. I cannot explain to you any further that it has nothing to do specifically with all white people in general. One stupid piece of garbage police officer decided to do something just terrible. And on account of that, he deserves a very hefty punishment, I do believe. Yesterday was supposed to be a historical event for the Crew Dragon of SpaceX, who were finally on their way to attempting to send two astronauts from American soil to the International Space Station without the aid of the Russians, who we've hitched rides with the past nine years, every, ever since 2011, when the space shuttle program was closed off. Now, of course, bad weather delayed this by three more days, but not to worry, because on Saturday they will reattempt the launch, which will once again perhaps be the first time we see Americans launch from American soil into space with a privately funded rocket built by SpaceX instead of NASA, and this is honestly a very important step towards us getting on the southern end of the moon, which they plan on doing by 2024. I am excited about this, folks. My whole life as a kid, I've thought about how cool it would be to be an astronaut, to go to outer space, to see the world from a different view and prove to myself the things that I believe anyways regarding the solar system and galaxies and other planets and you know what? I got to give it up to these astronauts 100% because they are basically rocket guinea pigs at this point going up in the first manned rocket by SpaceX ever to be sent to the International Space Station from American soil. And that is a scary thing to do. You're basically the guys that are somewhat expendable in the eyes of NASA and the world of space travel, they're thinking, oh, don't worry, these two astronomers are not exactly 100% important to us, so if the rocket explodes, we've got some fairly more important individuals to back them up, because in the next trip that this rocket takes, we'll be with six people on board, including one Japanese, and they will spend a much longer time in space, whereas this rocket shooting off 
on Saturday, hopefully, with good weather. We'll only spend around 120 days up there on account of its solar energy-powered panels that supposedly only last for approximately three months. Either way, this is a historic event, and with, I should say, three to four months. And with this happening this Saturday, everyone has a chance to witness this. Flick on your TV. Get yourselves ready to witness history. I am seriously excited. I got one of these laser pointers from China off the internet, but this thing is more like a laser itself. This thing is like a lightsaber. I mean, this laser pointer is so powerful, it can burn through a piece of paper if you hold it there for like 10 seconds. If you even look at this thing for more than one second, there's a high possibility you'll be blind. So it makes me like afraid to use it. You know, back in the day, you would have a laser pointer you would mess with people, maybe at night, outside of your window. You'd shine it into your neighbor's house and see them, you know, look around like, what is this? What's going on? I'm, I'm freaking out. I can't believe this. Or if you have a cat, you know, you'd shine it at the wall and the cat would chase around this laser pointer until it got tired or realized that it was nothing. But this thing is ridiculous. I bought it for fun. Out of boredom, like I do with many things online, like many of us do, because we're sitting around during this, you know, lockdown that's pretty much over, almost 100%. A lot of people are getting back to work, but for some reason or another, the specific festivals and farmers markets that I work in my business still have not reopened, which is crazy. Because in my own hometown of Imperial Beach, there was a block party in the exact area where I usually set up my food vendor booth. And there was food trucks and other companies that came in that generally don't do business here in Imperial Beach. So I, I don't know what that's all about. But I will say this. This laser pointer, whatever you want to call it, that I purchased online from China could not possibly be something that would normally be sold in America because this thing is dangerous. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to fiddle around with it. I'm finding some sort of use for this thing. But I'm worried that if I try and mess with somebody, it's going to seriously damage their retinas or do something, you know, to their property that just, like, burns a hole in it or something crazy. So, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to find a practical use for this thing in all actuality. But, you know, I've learned a lesson. When you buy things from China that you see an advertisement, you know, flash onto your Facebook or Instagram feed or whatever it is, and you're thinking, man, this is going to be a fun time. Don't forget about the fact that the regulations there might not be the similar regulations we have here, and you may end up getting a pretty much lightsaber instead of a little laser pointer. I mean, this thing is dangerous, but I'm seriously excited to have some fun with it either way. Yay! Big news in the Marvel TV world, folks, as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kicked off their seventh and final season with episode one yesterday, and it was met with great reviews. 
People are seriously excited about this show and sad to see that it is over after this season. However, this is supposedly going to lead in to some strong futures for some of the actors, including Chloe Bennett, who will see her first and only movie debut for Marvel so far coming up pretty quickly, and I think it will be the first of many because she is fantastic on screen. I expect her character, Quake, will play an integral role in some of the future Marvel movies and possibly even in an Avengers. So I I gotta say, you know, with this season kicking off being the final one starting yesterday and giving us a new episode each week, I'm excited about this. Marvel fans should be too because we haven't got a lot from them recently, ever since the merger between Disney, Marvel, and Fox. That means Disney has slowed down the rate of the movies coming out, either preparing to make more money off them by extending the advertisement between each and having us wait for more anticipation or perfecting each movie to guarantee that nobody's disappointed, or even cutting out some options because they don't believe it fits with their family-friendly guidelines, similar to what they've done with Deadpool 3 in their halt of its production. Now, I don't think that Disney will never come out with Deadpool 3. I believe it will happen. It just needs to happen on their terms. Now, whether or not we'll see Deadpool 3 before Guardians of the Galaxy 3... That'll all be up to them. But James Gunn is excited about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And although that's far away in the future, we will get to see Black Widow this year in November. And people are already pretty excited about it. What would make the most sense would be a pairing up of Black Widow and Quake. Since they are both former infiltrators of the S.H.I.E.L.D. company itself, and then becoming agents for S.H.I.E.L.D. itself, it would make a whole lot of sense and be really cool to see Chloe Bennett pair up with Scarlett Johansson in a Quake and Black Widow combo that would definitely scare the pants off of a lot of other mutants. And superheroes alike. Folks, as you know, UFC Fight Night Live will occur this Saturday to give us all what we've been waiting for, some live sports that we hardly get any of during this tough time. Now, on June 6th, UFC 250 on pay-per-view will be headlined by Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer and I'm super excited about that. But there's a potential absolute mega super fight that could be in the works based solely on a Twitter squabble between two extremely well-known fighters from the UFC, one being a current champ and one being an ex-champ who's basically retired. And if this takes place... At any time, anywhere, it will be known as the single most important mixed martial arts fight of all time 
Anderson Silva versus Conor McGregor. Now, I think this is a very good idea. For the world of sports and fighting alone, people will be in a complete frenzy and will go mad over the idea of these two, one ex-champ who's retired and one current champ, fighting against each other, all because of a feud that started on Twitter between them discussing who is the true GOAT of the UFC. And I think Anderson Silva could easily take the crown of the greatest of all time because of who he's beat and how fast he's beat people and how he defended his belt so many times successfully during his heyday of mixed martial arts in the UFC and with Conor McGregor only fighting once every year, it seems, and picking and choosing who he fights and taking enormous amounts of money for each fight as compared to some of the guys who grinded out years and years of hard fights, hardly getting paid a handful of nickels. I think, to me, Anderson Silva would be considered the GOAT above Conor McGregor. In fact, I think George St. Pierre would be in a list higher than Conor McGregor as well. But we will find out, hopefully, firsthand if these guys get an opportunity to fight each other. Now, keep in mind that right now, McGregor is at the height of his career. He will get no better than what he is now, and he is the best he can be. Whereas Anderson Silva took a tough loss to somewhat end his career, which showed us how he had slowed down and his, you know, ability as the spider to just spread fear in the eyes of each person of the UFC has pretty much died out, and people are not as afraid of him as they once were, with good reason. You know, he's not at the height of his career. The climax of his career, you know, is over. He's a little bit over the hill, but that does not mean there's not a chance for him to come back and train the way he used to and prepare himself the way he once did for the ultimate super fight between him and Conor McGregor. I pray that this happens. Even more so than this Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield 3 comeback fight of the century between a 53-year-old and a 57-year-old. I mean, I don't even know if that's really going to happen. One of these guys is going to get injured while training or while walking their dog, you know, or while getting out of bed, their hip will shatter. Something's going to happen with that that I just think will prolong the inevitable of it not ever happening. But I do think it is a really great idea to pin Anderson the Spider Silva against Conor McGregor the absolute shit-talkingest Irishman fighter I've ever seen. Wow, the publicity would be incredible surrounding that fight. And the UFC, if they took it, would make an incredible amount of money off of it. Folks, it is time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast that I'm sure you have all been waiting for, and that is... Real Stories, brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankst, and Barbecusion, a beautiful fusion of Kansas City-style smoked meats and sides, and Baja California flavors and spices. And today, folks, I am going to tell you the story about when, on my birthday, I drank too much Jaeger, 
and apparently did something really, really stupid. Now, everybody's been there and done that. You know, for the most part, sometime in some person's life, they drank too much and they blacked out and they don't know what they did afterward. Now, I found myself to be somebody that this never happened to. I, until that time, remembered every single time I ever got drunk, every time I puked into a toilet, every time that I got the spins, turned green, laid in a bed sick, no matter what, I always remembered each and every detail of every single time I had ever been intoxicated. I was not the type of person who on a daily, weekly, yearly, or any type of basis got blacked out drunk. It didn't happen to me. I never understood when people would say, oh man, I blacked out the other night and I had sex with this random girl and I really regret it. And it's like, no, there's no way that you don't recall choosing to engage in a sexual manner with another woman. Or other things like that. Oh man, I got blacked out the other night and I punched my best friend in the face. I don't believe that you had no recollection at all of swinging your fist at your own friend. But I finally understood what that meant on a night where I threw a birthday party for myself. Yeah, that's right. Pretty pathetic, I know. At a local bar known as the Pepper Mill. And... Whatever happened after about the midway point of this night is only known to me because it was explained by everyone else who was there because I have no idea otherwise. Now, I remember a few friends of mine showing up after I was on the edge of being puke-sick drunk. And I know when it's coming. I can always feel it. And I've never blacked out before I got sick off of alcohol. It was always get sick, and then I stopped drinking, and so I never reached that blackout point. But for some reason, this time was different. I began doing shots of Jaeger, and something happened inside me that I can barely describe, that I only remember the final shot of Jaeger I took, and that is it. But according to sources and people that were there, after I drank the Jaeger, like I'm talking four or five shots in a row after all these people I knew kept showing up, showing up, showing up, I completely blacked out and somehow was actually put into a vehicle, into the back seat of a car, and on my way to my house, I apparently had stolen an entire roll of paper towels from the bathroom of the restaurant and bar that I was drinking at. And I had stuck it out the window of this moving vehicle and allowed it to unravel onto the street as we were driving, covering a main road in paper towels all the way leading up to my own house. And then things got even worse. Apparently, I continued my TPing of the neighborhood by getting toilet paper from my own house and walking right out of my door and TPing all of my neighbors' houses around their cars, around their front doors, mailboxes, four or five houses worth 
of TPing that I did, which I absolutely have not even the faintest recollection of whatsoever. And I wouldn't do this stuff at the age I was. I must have been around 22 or 23 years old. And I just didn't do things like this because I'd grown out of it. You know, I had TP'd houses before when I was like 13, but I am well above the age of 21 at this point, and I was doing the most ridiculous things according to everyone else. Now, I actually didn't even believe that I did this, and I was even told I invited people into my house, and I went up to the upstairs of my house, apparently I got naked, and... I fell down the stairs in front of everybody with no clothes on. Yep. So, you know, anyone who I invited to my house who hadn't seen me naked did then. And so if that wasn't bad enough, I woke up the next morning, just killer hangover, you know, feeling like I had lost 50% of the capacity of my brain. And I come downstairs to find my then girlfriend, now somehow wife, not sure how that worked out after what I did, bitch me out about all these things I had done that I just felt it was unfair to bitch me out about because I didn't recall doing any of them. In fact, I didn't actually believe that most of it happened, and she swears to me up and down it did and says, you want proof? Go outside. So I did. I stepped outside of my house and took a look at the right and the left and the front, and saw nothing but a huge amount of toilet paper spread across my entire neighborhood, which she explained to me was myself. After realizing that I had, at the very least, TP'd my neighbor's houses, like not even that late at night, I was willing to accept the additional fact that I most likely did fall down the stairs naked, and show everyone my birthday suit on my birthday. Now, don't ask me why I even invited people back to my house when I was that messed up, but I was in a state of pure inebriation. I had no clue what was happening, who was with me, or anything. So, I can't really take 100% blame for this, but I must, because it was me. So, the lesson to be learned in this story today, folks, is simple. Do not drink repetitive shots of Jaeger when you've already been drinking heavily because there's a chance that that black liquor will black you out and you will not recall some of the stupid things that you did. And in my case, there was many that night. I appreciate you listening to the Peter Gabbett podcast today, folks. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you tomorrow. I'm going to end today's podcast with an additional tribute to one of the best friends I've ever had in my entire life, Talia. This song is for you, and it may seem strange to some people, but the significance of both this song and band, or hip-hop group I should call them, means a lot to us as we grew up together listening to them, and we loved it, and it's hilarious, and it brings me great memories. Here is... Shame on a blank by Wu-Tang.
on a nigga Who bust our fuck ass up Yo, hut one, hut two, hut three, hut Old dirty bastard, live and uncut Styles unbreakable, shatterproof To the young youth, you wanna get gun? Shoot, blah! How you like me now? Don't fuck the style, ruthless wow Do you wanna get your teeth knocked the fuck out? Wanna get on and like that? Well then shout! Your RZA, your razor, hit me with the major The damage, my clan understand it be flavor Gunning, coming, coming at ya First I'm gonna get ya, once I got ya, I got ya You can never capture the method man stature For rhyming, for rapture Got niggas resigning, now master my staff Never, I put the fucking buck in the wild kid of terror Razor sharp, I sever The head from the shoulders, I'm better than my competitor You mean competitor, whatever, let's get together Shame on the nigga who tried to run game on the nigga Who buck wild with the so thick, I'm fat, and yo, Ray came blowing and blew off your headphones, black, rap from yo, Cali to Texas, smoother than Alexis, now it's my turn to practice, brothers approaching half step, but ain't heard half of it yet, and I bet you're not a fucking vet, so when you see me on the reel, forming like Voltron, remember I got deep like a Navy seal. Same on the nigga who tried to run game on the nigga, who fuck wild with the trigger, same on the nigga who tried to run game on the nigga, I'll fuck your ass up. From my vocal, couldn't people with a pair of my vocals. I'm no joker, play me as a joker. Be on it like a house on fire, smoke ya. Dudes be acting like the gangs anyway. Be like, warriors, come out and play, yeah. Hey. I get into shit, I let it like, like diarrhea. Got burnt once, but that was only gonorrhea. Dirty, I keep shit stage in my drawers so I can get for some funk, get for ya. Murder, taste the flame of the Wu Tang Rah. Here comes the Tiger Brush Grave. Ow, be like, wow, with my style. Punk, you play me, chump, you get 